Hello friends, uh, this is your friend Vivek Bajaj, co-founder of Stockage Elon Markets. Friends, I hope you all are doing good. So am I. Very, very excited always to record video for all of you and give my bit of knowledge sharing with all of you. As you know that we have been running a series in Elon Markets YouTube channel called Face to Face Series. In this series, I've been trying to connect with a lot of ordinary guys some doing some incredible work in stock market. And uh, I'm really blessed to have some really good guys coming and talking to me and sharing their market wisdom with me. So in this process, I'm learning a lot. Hopefully you are also connected with us. And if you are not connected yet, you please subscribe to the YouTube channel and press the bell icon because we are going to create more such videos and you have been uh, given the benefit of watching these and deriving the benefit out of it. Now in this video, I have a very special person. A person with whom I share my alma mater. Now, not from an academic perspective, but literally the company with whom we started our first career. Now, I used to work with JM Financial as a commodity analyst. That's how I started my career. And I have one of the rock stars of JM Financials, who is now, incidentally, an entrepreneur by himself. I have with me Mr. Gautam Shah. Thanks, Vivek. Thanks for having me here. Gautam, uh, guys know that uh, he has been uh, the backbone of JM uh, Financial Research and he has given some incredible ideas to all of us and he has been quite active in media. So all of us know him. Gautam, thank you so much for giving your time. Thanks, thanks Vivek. Wonderful to be here. Uh, I think this was long pending. Uh, we've known each other for almost a decade now. And when I met you a decade back, you were pretty much a small cap. We were discussing ideas as to how to take this initiative forward. Mm -hmm. And now as I do this with you, you are very much a large cap. So it's wonderful to see such an inspiring you know, journey that you've done. And congratulations for that. Thank you, Gautam. Your words really means a lot to us. Uh, yeah, financial education and empowering retail audience is something which we truly believe. We have been working on this for almost 10 years now. So I'm really excited that you, you people like you have recognized their effort and yes. now you also are kind of getting attached to us yeah. and we can taking the glory of Indian financial market to every retail investor in our country. Now, we know about Gautam and his mind uh, in terms of his outlook towards market. We have seen him talking macro about the market a lot. But in this video, I'm going to get deep in, inside his intellect and find out his specialities. And that's what our retail investors want to know about. So, Gautam, uh, before we actually go to specifics about market, I think everyone wants to know more about you. So, give us a very good background about you, how you started, what tempted you to think about getting into market as a career. There are a lot of people in our audience who are actually just sitting on the fence, right. who are thinking of taking the next step either right. as an employee or as a trader or as an investor. Right. So, okay. give us a full background about you. Yeah, so uh, Vivek, I did not get into this by choice. Uh, I was a very average student throughout. So my parents were unsure as to what uh, or which career would I would be getting into. Mm -hmm. And uh, after doing my schooling and college from Chennai, you know, I came to Calcutta because my father's business was here. And uh, since I was a very average student, my dad actually exposed me to multiple things. Mm -hmm. So I did a course with NIIT, I did a financial um, analysis course, mm -hmm. I applied for CFA, 
and then my father took me to a place called Birla Institute of Futuristic Studies in Calcutta. Yeah, this was yeah. way back in 2000, 2001. You know, wherein the first batch of technical analysts from the country, you know, taught technical analysis. Mm -hmm. And I was, I think, the second batch of that. So you had people like Mr. Rajat Bose, Mr. Vivek Mahajan, whom I consider my mentor, you know, the late Mr. Matthew Esau. So these were stalwarts in this field and I was very lucky to actually learn technical analysis from them. Mm -hmm. And once I got a hang of that, I realized that instead of getting into too many things, this is an area, you know, which I can grasp very fast. Mm -hmm. And then I participated in a contest uh, which was conducted by WalletWatch.com, mm -hmm. wherein you were given mock money okay. and you just had to invest. So the entire country was participating. And I stood number one in the country. You know, this this uh, contest was held over a period of three months. So given these developments, I thought that maybe this is an area where I should, you know, specialize in. And then, you know, I got into JM Financial. I uh, uh, did a couple of qualifications. So I hold a CMT, I hold a CFT, and I also hold a MSTA with distinction from London. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point of time, 2005, 2006, I was probably the only uh, analyst to hold all, you know, three under my belt. Mm -hmm. So this qualification gave me a lot of experience and then, you know, at GM Financial, I got a lot of idea speaking to clients, speak, speak, speaking to some of my peers and mentors as to how markets work. And that experience of 2003 to 2008, you know, the entire cycle where the Sensex moved from 3000 to 21,000, mm -hmm. I think that was a textbook in itself. Mm -hmm. So I tell a lot of people that I'm very happy that I saw 2008. A lot of people tell me that, oh, I was not in the market in 2008, so I escaped. I say for me, it's a learning for a lifetime and I can go back to 2008 at any point of time. Mm -hmm. So this, this, this really brought me into the markets. I stayed with JM for almost 15 years, as you are aware. And a couple of months back, I quit because I thought that, you know, let me take my career to the next stage. And I think that there was a lot of space for that. So I got into that. Right, right. So you have actually literally seen the whole evolution of financial market, the modern financial market of India. Right. I think the derivatives were launched in 2002. Yes. And they're on today, options being the biggest instrument uh, oh, yes. in terms of participation in the market. And you have actually seen the evolution of technical analysis as a subject also. Because uh, I heard that you are one of the initial batch yes. uh, mates of CMT qualification, which is now getting prominence in India now. Absolutely, absolutely. So tell us uh, uh, very briefly that what is the evolution which you have seen and where do you see market is right now in terms of market microstructure, not in terms of where do you see market going? See, firstly, from a qualification perspective, let me give you a very interesting insight. Mm -hmm. So I was visiting, I, you know, we, whenever we are, <coughs> when we visit a doctor mm -hmm. and then when the do doctor prescribes us something, you know, we see that next to his name, there are four or five degrees. Mm -hmm. So when there are a lot of degrees, you feel that, oh, this man is learned. You yeah. know, he's giving me the right advice. Right. So when me and my dad, we had a discussion, I always had the passion to have these degrees in my field under my belt. Right. So then I took up, you know, the three degrees and my degrees were longer than my name at one point of time, still is actually. So that gave me the perspective that it's important to tell people that you're firstly qualified. Right. After you have the qualification, it's important to have the experience to have seen the bull cycle and the bear cycle. Right. And, you know, I being a very simple guy, my approach is very simple to the markets. Obviously, I have seen the, you know, Nifty when it was 2000 and now the Nifty is 12,000. But timing has always been important. No. What was important in 2003, 2002 is still important in 2019. That dynamics has not changed. Mm -hmm. It's just that the advent of social media 
and the fact that there is an information overload these days mm -hmm. that is making trends work out much faster than what used to happen a decade back. Right. You know, you didn't have WhatsApp a decade back. You didn't right. have Facebook. You didn't have, you know, LinkedIn and some of these things. So I think that has really evolved the financial markets. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, therefore, uh, price becomes more and more important in today's scheme of things. Because every time we speak to people, they say, this is the news, but why is mar the market doing this? Right. So I think I being a pure price guy, I've given it a lot of importance. And I think technical analysis, even though it has evolved in the last 15 years, I think the, the tools are still the same. It's just that you have to filter it a lot more. Right. You have to understand the psychology behind everything that you are, you know, watching on the charts. Right, right, right. So as you said that, you know, the information arbitrage, yes. if I can use this term, yeah. which used to be there earlier mm -hmm. because there was a lag mm -hmm. from the event which has happened to the action which will come into the price. Mm -hmm. Literally, the lag has been taken over because of information dissemination becoming very, very fast. Yes. Now, in this situation, how does a trader react to any event? And that's a typical problem which people have these days that the results were good, but the stock price went down. Yes. Or RBI uh, was expected to cut interest rate and it happened, but market didn't behave according to that uh, macro event. Right. So, how do a trader adjust is the style depending upon this removal of the information arbitrage. Well, Vivek, sadly enough, this information overload thing is only going to get greater and greater, you know, as you have more and more mediums, you know, uh, to access information. Mm -hmm. uh, one interesting point here, uh, while I was at JM, you know, I used to have a TV in front of me all the time, right. obviously for obvious reasons. And I was part of the dealing room chatter. Right. So I, I used to know as to what people feel about the markets. After I got out of JM, you know, in the month of October, when I was setting up my new office, my mm -hmm. dad asked me, do you want a TV? Where do mm -hmm. you want the TV to be fixed? Mm -hmm. I said, dad, let's just leave it for the time being. <laughs> let's just go without the TV for 15 days Correct. and let's see how it goes. <laughs> so I have a very quiet environment in which I'm working right now. I don't have a TV in front of me. Mm -hmm. I don't watch markets, you know, minute by minute mm -hmm. in terms of news flow. And believe me, for anybody who's following technical analysis, you don't need to look at information or news. Mm. I think the more locked you are, you know, the better. Mm. I think what happened a couple of days back, if you see, you know, the Carvey episode when it mm. came out and mm. the way the markets reacted to that, mm. you know, mm. people thought that it could lead to a big uh, move down, mm. you know, but the markets actually opened the flat to positive. Mm. So this will keep happening. This will keep confusing market participants. And what I've realized in my last 15 years is that the news flow and the price action only match at the right at the top and right at the bottom. Okay. You know, in between the entire period, there will always be a disconnect between the news flow and the price action. Right. So please do not try and justify the markets based on what you are actually seeing in terms of news. Right. So right. I, for one, you know, I I like to just go by the price action, go by the studies that I'm looking at. And I think that's what I will recommend a lot of retail investors because when they speak to hundreds of people, they watch, you know, many, many channels and on the internet there is an information overload anyway, you tend to get a little confused. So, uh, friends, what probably Gautam is trying to say is that maybe till two years ago or a year ago, we all were hungry for a lot of information. But now the phase in the world has come where... Now, we need to be selective. We need yes. to be eliminating. Yes. Yeah, I don't want this source. I don't want this source. And you should yeah. probably restrict to only one source. Yeah. Which for you, price is the biggest source. 
Yeah, and let me add here, Vivek. I think you have a wonderful app in the form of StockEdge, and yeah. I'm a I'm a user for you know quite some time. So when I do my filtering based on fundamental analysis on the StockEdge, after my my filters are set and I have a, say a select list of five to ten stocks, mm -hmm. then I look at the charts, right. and then I try and understand what happens. Right. So you actually need one technical analysis software and right. one fundamental analysis software. Right. Just right. use both of them, right. you know, and go about doing your analysis and I'm sure you'll, you know, come out as a winner. Right, right. I'm glad, Gautam, that you're using StockEdge. Yes. Even though we have not discussed yet that yes. are you using StockEdge or not. I'm very glad you're using it. And actually that was meant predominantly for that purpose. Yes. To remove noise from everyone's uh, mind, mind and just focus on some limited information which you need and then obviously you practice technicals mm -hmm. if you are actively trading mm -hmm. or can can I do uh, investing using technical that's actually one of the questions which I wanted to ask you absolutely you know the sad part is today everybody is becoming more and more short term in nature mm -hmm. you know I keep saying this to, to to a lot of people you know who follow me on Twitter that uh, uh, that long-term investing is losing its value. Mm -hmm. You know, either you have people who are in the Warren Buffett camp, buy mm -hmm. and forget, mm -hmm. or you have people who are only looking at day-to-day -day moves. Right. The fact that the weekly options in today's market is garnering more open interest than the monthly options right. is a dangerous place to be in. Right. Because everybody is trying to play T20. Right. Nobody wants to play the test anymore. Right. You know, so I, I personally feel the reason why Goldilocks Premium Research came into play is because I want to capture big trends. Correct. And if you actually speak to market participants, you know, who've made serious money or who've made a fortune, you will realize that it's only in certain phases, say 2003 to 2007, right. and then 2013 to 2017. Right. It was these phases, you know, where they actually made their entire wealth. Not trading the market every day, not looking at the market every day. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are many people doing it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. But my school of thought is if you have to make a fortune in the markets, you have to look at the bigger trends. Right. And by when I say bigger trends, you can look at the weekly chart, you can look at the monthly chart. You know, you know, I, I don't want to take any stock names, but many of the st top stocks which have done well in the last 18 months, they would not have broken their moving average for 18 months. Mm. You could have simply, you know, held some of these stocks and, you know, you would have done extremely well. Right. So I feel that technical analysis definitely can be used for the long term. It should be used for the long term. And if you're looking at it short term, more than the analysis, it's the discipline and the risk, risk management, you know, that will uh, take you to your financial goal. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, uh, Gautam, uh, I do follow you on TV and your social media, Twitter. And I see that you are a very macro person. Mm. You develop a very macro view about the market and then you dig down into the sector specific and mm. then probably you get into the stock specific. Right. That is actually a very unique way of looking at the market. What, whenever I meet technical analysts, they typically focus more on stock, 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 stock. Yes, yes. And they don't look at what the market is trying to do at a macro level. Yes. So give us some insight about that theory. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, in my initial year, years of learning, so I, I have been in touch with my mentors mm. and they've always told me that in markets, you have to have a top-down approach. Mm. So firstly, you have to be positive, you know, on the index. If mm. you're positive on the index, then you look at some of the sectors within the index which are outperforming. Right. And I look at a lot of relative strength charts. Right. A lot of people, for example, would be looking at a Nifty and an Infosys separately. Right. I look at a relative strength chart, which is Infosys over a Nifty. Okay. And if that very chart is trending upwards, not only does it mean that Infosys is doing well, it also means that Infosys is beating the Nifty. Okay. 
Okay. And given what has happened in the last many years, it's as you might be aware, it's so difficult to beat the Nifty DJs. Right. You know, so if you can beat the Nifty, you've done extremely, extremely well. Right. You know, so uh, I think this this uh, approach of top down has worked very well for me. Right. Uh, and within the sector, after I see some relative strength, I look at handful of three or four stocks, you know, which have outperformed. Right. The, in the current situation in the banking space, there are few stocks, you know, Bank Nifty is today near lifetime highs. Mm -hmm. There are some which are trading at lifetime lows and people still want to buy them because they feel they are cheap. Correct. You know, and the expensive ones, right. price-wise and valuation-wise, right. continue to run up. Right. You know, so this, I think, is not going to change. This mantra of having a top-down approach is not going to change. And uh, I think I would recommend your viewers to actually uh, go uh, look, study the markets in this way. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll come out a winner. Right. Also, Gautam, uh, because we have worked in JM Financial, uh, which I guess is one of those firms who has a right mix of retail investor base as well as the institutions. Yes. And you were a key part of that management. So, obviously, you have an experience of handling both the categories. Yes. Do you think any difference between both the category in terms of their uh, understanding the market or the way they participate in the market? Well, honestly, if you ask me, there is not so much of a difference. It's just that between retail and institution, the numbers might be bigger. Right. You know, an institution might have better English accent. Yes. But uh, apart from that, I think the psychology for most, you know, are pretty much the same. Right. If you actually look at the FNO data, right. you know, which comes out from NSE on a daily basis. Right. And people used to at some point of time follow the FIIs as right. to what they did in the market. Right. And if you see in the last many years, you know, that has reduced quite a bit. People right. don't think that FIIs are the, are the ones who are taking these markets higher on a regular basis. Right. Right. And I would say there was a revolution which happened a couple of years back. Right. The fact that domestic money in India today through SIPs is 9,000 crores. Right. I think this advent has is a revolution, right. you know, and I would definitely, you know, want to believe that this is only going to get better. Right. And uh, this makes me believe that in today's market, there is no single person who is a bigger market participant. Right. In that sense, when I speak to retail or an institution, it's the mindset which is slightly, slightly different. Right. Otherwise, I don't see much of a difference. And uh, uh, but 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 the good thing is that the retail has got a little more. Uh, uh, you know, has some more risk management in place, oh. which was not the case earlier. Okay, okay. So, in, in that sense, things have evolved. So, the quality of retail investors or traders now in market, you think has improved over vis-a-vis -vis last probably a decade or so? I think so. I think a lot of portfolios have gone into passive equity, as I said. Right. And the ones who have equity, active equity, you know, have now understood that if you do not have risk management, if you do not play stop loss, you know, stocks can go down to zero. Right. Stocks can go down. It can be a penny stock. And you've had so many examples in the last 12, 18 months. Right, right, right. So, yeah, that's there. Uh, one more thing, uh, Gautam, that it is widely said that in market, 30% is actually a technique hmm. and 70% is temperament, if yes. not more. Yes. Maybe you can have a different ratio yeah. or more or less the same. How to build a temperament? Your technique is so easy to learn. You have so many videos in YouTube channel. You have so many people talking about it, different mm. courses, teaching technicals. And I think mm. technicals has become quite a widely taught subject these days yes. in India. Yes. But how to develop temperament, which for us being traders or mm. tra for owner of the trading desk, mm. we have built temperament over a period of time by trading, by losing money in the market. Mm. Would you advise something to retail investors that how do they build temperament? 
temperament can be built with discipline. Okay. You know, I think the moment you get into a trade and you know that if a certain level breaks, you're going to be out of it, mm -hmm. automatically your mind is going to be at peace. Unfortunately, there is this notion in the market that if you place a stop loss, it will get triggered. Yeah. That is incorrect. And if the stop loss gets triggered, let it be triggered. A lot of market participants today would have saved on, you know, their capital had they placed a stop loss in the mid cap space, in the small cap space. And we know what has happened in the last 18 right. months. So technique is important. And when it comes to technique, you can use the simple stuff. See, I, I firmly be, believe that markets have evolved. You need to have a holistic approach when it comes to technique. I know so many people who follow one particular study. So somebody who's an Elliott person, somebody who looks at market profile, somebody looks at traditional technical analysis. I feel that every study is a finger of yours. Mm -hmm. You need to use all 10 to have a handle on the markets. Right. Don't make any study favorite. When they come collectively is when you'll be able to understand and play the markets better. And that's the way I have dealt with it. So this is about the technique aspect. When it comes to temperament, as I said, you need to be disciplined. Just be very clear, have a risk reward in mind. I will not enter a trade unless I have a 1 is to 1.5 or a 1 is to 2 kind of a risk reward. Right. I see a lot of people doing option writing, not having any risk management. Right. And given the way markets have behaved in the last many months, you know, you can lose your capital overnight if you have a major gap up or a gap down. Right, right. So please do not enter a trade unless you have an exit strategy, unless you have a risk reward. And unless you understand how that particular option or a future or that particular stock behaves over a period of time. Look at VIX. You know, so these things will help you understand a stock and therefore your temperament will get better. Right. Gautam, uh, there are around 2 crore investors in India, investors or you can say passive traders. And there are around 15 lakhs or so, 15 to 20 lakh active traders in India, probably who trade once in a month or so. Yeah. So the rest, 1 crore 80 lakh investors or traders who are part-time, they are actually standing on the fence and looking at the market, looking at those active traders and thinking, should I, should I not, should I, should I not. Huh. If one advice I have to take from you for those 1 crore 80 lakh people that huh. how should they deal with the market? Should they come into the market full time or if they want to do it part time, how should they approach it part time? How many trades if at all they have to do, they, they should do in a month or should they only focus on investment and in investment should they only focus on active investment or passive investment? I know I have asked you a lot of questions in this single question. But this will really help those 1 crore 80 lakh people who are standing on the fence. See, you know, Vivek, markets are never easy. And if they are very easy, it means a difficult period is coming. Right. And let me give you a great example. 2017, the Nifty did not even see a 7% fall mm. the entire year. Not even once the entire year. Mm. It was the best year for the in the history of the Indian markets in terms of the downside it saw. Mm. So everybody thought that, oh, this is here to stay. You know, this is going to continue forever. And then comes 2018, wherein I think, if I'm not wrong, 55% of the mid caps and the small caps lost more than 50% in value. So after a good time, there will be a difficult time. You, right. need, to, you need to really, uh, uh, you know, realize that. Uh, 
And the other part of your question was on what, if I may ask again? If you have to advise them that what kind of market participation they yeah. should do. So I think uh, you need to have a passive side to your portfolio okay. and an active side. I'm okay. very clear about that. Okay. Even though I'm the kind of person who has 100% of my money in active equities. Mm. But because I'm watching the markets every day mm. and I have some experience and I have some risk management. But I would recommend that you should deploy, say, 60% of your portfolio in passive equity. Okay. Choose the right fund, stay in the right, right stocks, do an SIP, do direct mutual funds, do maybe even a PMS to a certain extent. But the other 40%, I would strongly recommend people to stay in the top 100. Okay. I think that really goes a long way. Because you know that you are, you don't have to do fundamental research with them. They right. are quality stocks. Right. You know, so that, that, that criteria has been checked. Right. And then look for relative strength. You know, on a particular day or in a particular week, if a certain stock has not fallen while the Nifty has gone through a phase of correction, those are the stocks you need to have on your list to trade in case you wish to trade. Right. Again, this is not rocket science. This is the simplest approach that you can have in the markets. People want that holy grail setup. There right. is no holy grail setup. Otherwise, algos would have done very well over the last 10-15 years. Right. But the market does not allow anybody to latch on to it. <coughs> when the market knows that somebody is looking at certain things and have, has caught the market trend, it goes on to do something very different. So, if, you, if there is one takeaway which I can give to your viewers, it's relative strength. Right. And look, look for stocks that are doing much better or much worse on the Nifty. Right. Uh, friends, just to inform you and Gautam as well that in Stockage app, there is a scan which we built in the in the latest release. Wow. Uh, in price scan, there is a scan called relative strength scan. Lovely. It is not RSI scan. It is a relative price strength scan, which is exactly what Gautam is saying. Yes. Where we identify stocks which are outperforming the index over a period of one week and one uh, and three months. Wonderful. Wonderful. That gives a very strong indication of a powerful stock and a weak stock as well. Yes. So, if you want, you can have a look at that feature. That will definitely help you guys. Yeah. Uh, Gautam, we, you just talked about algos. Yes. Yeah. I, I know you are not a big yeah. fan of algo trading. Yeah, yeah. But the fact of the matter is almost 60% of exchange volume yes, is yes. done by algos. Yes. And I'm also one of the owner of an algo desk. So, I yeah. know how much difference it is now making between my manual trading desk and my algo trading desk. Uh -huh. Algo is really growing. Yeah. So, what is your advice to people who want to fight with algos? You know, you go back to the same question. Is technical analysis a science or an art? <coughs> if it is science, then it is algo. Right. If it is the human eye, then it's an art. Right. I have always believed that technical analysis is about the human eye. So everybody has the paintbrush. How mm. you actually paint it is up to you. Right. So, uh, and I'm very happy algos are here. Mm. Because what happens is some of the chart patterns that we track, you know, they actually capture where the algos are. Mm -hmm. So what algos has done is it has only made trends play out much faster. Mm -hmm. So as you rightly said, right now, 60% of the volumes is through algos, which was not the case earlier. Right. So if you see 2018, 19, the price destruction that happened, you know, in say eight months, nine months, in those previous times could have taken two years, three years to happen. Mm -hmm. So algos are making trends play out really, really fast. Right. You need to identify that. And therefore, the risk is substantial. Right. Because if you're against the algo, you know, you and you don't have risk management, you can end up losing a lot of money in a very short span of time. Right. And the reverse is also true. So I'm very happy algos are here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy who looks at price action from an overview perspective, like a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. And I think that the human eye can never can, will always beat the algos, will mm -hmm. always be, beat the Excel sheet. 
and I always say this to a lot of my Twitter followers, train the eye, don't train the Excel sheet so much. Right, right, absolutely. Now, if I have to take one setup from you, not exactly a strategy, huh. but you know, if you have to give one setup to our users that this is how you can design your setup yes. already, yes. you can advise something? Yeah, so uh, again, uh, I'm a very simple guy. I, mm. I use simple tools and people who've seen me on the media in the last 15 years, you know, calling tops and bottoms to a certain degree, I've always believed that when a certain trend has to play out, everything comes together. Okay. So if you're looking at an indicator, maybe you look at an RSI, but please understand the RSI correctly. You know, the Wells, Mr. Wells Wilder, who founded the RSI, he wrote an entire book and people just look at divergence, people look at overbought, oversold, and they say that, okay, this is, you know, this should be shorted or this should be bought. No, patterns. People just draw a trend line and they say that, oh, this is a head and shoulder. Edwards and Maggie, the book, Technical Analysis for the Stock Trends, I would highly recommend, you know, all your viewers to read that book. The author used six pages to explain one pattern. And what do, do most people do these days? They draw one line and they say that this is a head and shoulder or this is a double top. Correct. Understand the psychology behind a certain move in the markets. Once you get that psychology, it will be much easier for you, you know, to, to play that entire pattern. And I have always believed that at any point of time, there is one pattern on the chart of the market. If you can just capture that one pattern correctly, mm -hmm. you've done well. So look for patterns at all point of times, filter it with some of the moving averages. Mm -hmm. A good stock will never break the averages. And I'm not talking about five minute charts or 15 minute charts because mm -hmm. obviously there is a lot of noise there. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at a daily chart or a weekly chart, and if you see all the best performers of the last 18 months, mm -hmm. they have not broken their moving average. Mm -hmm. So look at RSI, look at some of the patterns in detail, understand the psychology, look at the volumes, uh, look at the moving averages, draw some you know nice trend lines, study it, filter it with Fibonacci numbers, is mm -hmm. it coinciding? Look at the track record of certain months. Every month in a year for the Indian markets has a track record. Mm. You know, mm. I have presented this while I was at JM. So months like January, May and October has a, have a certain track record to it. Mm -hmm. So mm. when you filter in all of this, and this is not rocket science, this is very simple stuff. You can, you can, you can do it on your software or you can do it anywhere on the internet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Once you get that, you will get an idea as to, you know, how the markets are placed. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a big fan of looking at open interest or the put call ratio or, or things like that. It can help you. But please remember, these are these are metrics you can read the way you want. Mm -hmm. If you want to present a bullish view, you can read it bull positively and negatively. Mm -hmm. So have a holistic approach, you know, and I think that will really uh, uh, take you the long way. Right, right. So Gautam, uh, how much time uh, you spend on research on a daily basis? See, uh, uh, technical analysis is like a religion for me, right? right? So it's it's a hobby, it's a religion. And that's the reason I have been very clear about what I say. Mm -hmm. My mentor always taught me that uh, always give a clear view on the markets. And you would have never heard me saying buy above this or sell below this. Even if you go wrong, you go wrong. But at least have clarity. And that is why Goldilocks has been built on the pillars of honesty, sincerity and clarity. You know, so I think it's, it's, it's uh, important that we... Uh, look at the markets from this perspective. And the second question of yours was on? Uh, like how, how, typically how much time do you spend on a daily basis on doing well, this? Well, uh, what do I say? Uh, so every day, every single day for the last 15, 17 years, once the market closes, 
I do a rundown. I look at every single chart in the uh, CNX 500. Oh. Every single chart, every single global market chart, every single, uh, uh, you know, top currency, five, six currencies. I do a rundown. And my eyes are trained in such a way that in just that two seconds, I understand what is really happening. If, if you like four or five stocks, don't just look at them. Look, look at a set of stocks on a daily basis. Your eyes will get trained and that will help you understand as to how the markets are evolving and which stocks and sectors are actually moving. Right, right, so right. I don't do so much work. Uh, uh, Post-market obviously is the time where I actually do a lot of work in terms of this, this analysis. And I have certain filters in place. So you right. can have a price volume breakout. You can have stocks that are trading above the moving averages. Stocks which are in the overbought zone. I love stocks which are in RSI overbought zone. I like to trade those stocks. I like to invest those stocks. So have these filters. They make your job easier. And with, with the app that you have, it's, it's very easy to actually filter them out. Right. And after you filter those stocks, then you can you know get into the detailing whether I want to buy this based on the other criteria which I mentioned. Right. Gautam, this is the last question. Yeah. Uh, for our users, which is the majority of the users are people who are into job mm. and who are thinking of leaving their job and getting into trading as a full-time business. Yeah. Well, I see uh, overall, wherever I travel all around the country, I see there is a macro unrest among Indian youth in terms of they being employed in any industry. Huh. And they are, they are thinking of taking trading as a full-time career. Your words of wisdom, your advice for that? No, it's not easy. Let me play the devil's advocate. It's not easy. In the financial markets, partial knowledge is dangerous. Mm -hmm. I do know a lot of people, you know, who just read a book and they feel that they have understood how the markets operate. Even today, after, you know, spending two decades in the markets, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually still using the same old stuff, trying to filter it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a good move to get into full-time uh, trading mm -hmm. as a career, mm -hmm. you know. But you can deploy a certain amount of your capital mm -hmm. and actively manage it while you do something else. Okay. So I think uh, that that's the better uh, And that I think can happen by not doing intraday trading. If you do swing trading for position based, like for a 5-day position, 10-day position, yeah. then obviously you can manage it with your existing occupation. Yeah, the idea is to catch the swings because markets are volatile. Mm -hmm. This volatility is not going to go away. Mm -hmm. Given the kind of dynamic world we are living in, something happens in Dubai, something happens in the US, in China. And you know, you see a lot of volatility. Right. So look for these swing moves of 10 to 15% which keep happening, you know, from time to time. So instead of looking at 2% every day for 20 days, I would recommend look for 15% twice every month. Right. That will make your job much, much easier. And Correct. I think the whipsaws will also be much lesser. Right. And uh, how do one start? Like you have already recommended a book, uh, yes. Edward Maggie. Yes. Apart from that, what are the other resources would you recommend? Well, I think the kind of resource that you have, I think that's good enough to do a lot of detailing on fundamentals and technicals. Right. And books, well, the books <coughs> which are prescribed in the CMT curriculum, okay. you know, level 1, level 2, level 3, I think are absolutely phenomenal. Would you recommend people doing CMT also? Oh, yes. I think okay. it's, it's, it's an amazing course to take up. Uh, but it's more important and it's wonderful from a knowledge perspective. Right, right. And uh, I've always, you know, spoken to youngsters when they come to me as to what career path they should take. 
you need to have a combo of say a CFA or a CMT. Right. So when you have a combo, you know, it will really help you in the job market. Right. So don't go just for a CFA, you know, or, or just on the fundamental side. Keep a combo. I think that will take you a long way and the, you know, employees really love that qualifications. Right, right. So great, Gautam. It was amazing Thanks. talking to you. Uh, this video was pretty much a, a, a good summary of you, about you and what you do. And we were able to get inside your mind and read more about you. I hope I'll be able to create more such videos with you yes, we with will. more detailed strategies. Yes. Uh, friends, I hope you enjoyed this video. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I said to you in the starting of the video, I'm truly blessed to interact with these guys and I, you should be jealous of me for sure. But do watch these videos. It will help you to go to the next level of market participation. I hope you have subscribed to our channel. Press the bell icon because that is important if you want to always be connected with us. Write, uh, uh, give your comment, bad, good, whatever, give your comment. Uh, I'll request Gautam to look at the comments in the YouTube channel sure, and sure. reply to those comments sure, because our I mean. users are very engaging users. Lovely. They Lovely. love to engage with us. And uh, in case you have anything else, do give us a feedback uh, in the comment. In case you want more such people to be interviewed, give their names. We already have the list of name of people you have recommended and I'm happy to interview more people as well. So be engaged with us and be engaged with your financial market career. Thank you for watching this video. Thank you, Gautam, Thanks, for sir. coming once again. Thank you, guys.